You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We're still nowhere near where we want to be at. I mean, we still have a long ways to go. It's cutting the turnovers down, uh, executing better as an offense, um, and finding ways to score touchdowns. And when they're not there, take field goals. Um, and so uh, it's, uh, it's something that we have to continue to get better at. And we have a long ways to go, but it was definitely a great start uh, to finish that half like that and hopefully carry that momentum into this week. Uh, I seen it coming. I knew he was uh, throwing it to the we always was talking about the running back, his check down. So when I seen it coming, I really was trying to like swipe it down, but he ain't put that much heat on the ball. So when I hit it, I realized like I really had it. So I just put it on his head. <laughs> and then once I got two hands on it, I wasn't letting it go. And finally, we are back at it. Show and BK on the Chiefs. It's Friday, baby. We're back. I am juiced and amped here to go. Serta is back this week. He took a sick day. I mean, pathetic. I mean, pathetic like he's busy. He took a sick day last week, but we got the full team back in. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. You think you were sick? I just ate a bunch of cabbage, and I'm here. (laughs) Why? I don't know. What a weird thing to do. Well, I'm just saying I ate a bunch of cabbage. It's a part of my plan. You know, I, I, I do a little cabbage and a little chicken. I mean, God, wifey, she made it. She, she cooked it down so much, and I know what it's going to do to me later. <laughs> but I could not stop, man. It was so good. Why don't you just eat spinach? Because she didn't make spinach, you idiot. She made cabbage. So that's yeah, why Spinach eating. is actually good. Nobody cabbage. likes cabbage. Cabbage is Are disgusting. you kidding me? Cabbage is not disgusting. Oh, you don't have it cooked. Oh, oh, Get it cooked. Oh, she I, it. Hey, hey. I love fish tacos. I hate the fact that we've decided that fish tacos come with cabbage instead what? of lettuce or something it's like the that. the texture, man. Yeah. It's got to have some crunch no. to it. Otherwise, it's just soft and soggy. I was with you until you brought in fish tacos. No, I, some lettuce in there. It's fine. I don't need cabbage in the tacos. It ruins the fish tacos for But me. it's not It's not that type of cabbage. Like this cabbage is cooked down. She had some onions with it, cooked it way down. Oh, it is. it is. It is a beaut. Oh, it's so good. And I just couldn't stop myself. But I'm here. All right. I'm pretty sure here in a couple of minutes, you will see heartburn and Tums coming uh, in my future. But I'm here that you weren't. Sorry. PK, it's good to see you at least. Ron, it's great to see you, man. I missed you. It's been a week and I'm thrilled to be able to talk about a win. And I know you are now you're You were drifting away from the Chiefs there for a minute. But if I know anything about you, I know you're the most optimistic man I've ever met. I know you're back on board. Chiefs Super Bowl bandwagon, right? I'm the most honest man that you know. And it's funny you brought that up. Let's jump in right here as we know the Chiefs are listening. Let's jump in right here. Listen, I I walked into the game. And when I mean I walked into the game, I set my ass down on the couch and watched it. And I said to myself, all right, right now, as the Chiefs sit here at two and three, they are easily uh, the most disappointing team in the NFL. 
And I just based it upon what the expectations were. I mean, we had it pat up here talking about 20 and 0, baby. We're going to win all these bad boys. Is that 21 and 0 now? Yeah, 20, 21 and 0. We're going to win all of them. Go undefeated, baby. Uh, I mean, we're going we're gonna to dance. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We got all this. We got That was the expectations of the Super Bowl for them to avenge the loss to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and win another championship. That's, the, that, that, that's what we thought they would be. And they're sitting there two and three in last place in the AFC West with the Raiders and Broncos in their division, losing two games at home already, uh, two games at home. And their quarterback was outplayed by several quarterbacks they've played this year. Like, that's the most disappointing team. And I said to myself, that's what I'm walking into. Will I walk out of the game feeling differently about the Chiefs after they play the Washington football teams? And after they played the Washington football teams, I still felt like they were the most – Three? Just one team? Football teams, right? That's what I call them. Sporting Kansas Cities. Um, But (laughs) after after they played the Washington football teams, I looked at it and I I felt the same way. Uh, They won the game in a weird – way they they had a dominant second half i will say I, the defense again without chris jones i don't care listen i'm not gonna act like oh hey they're washington no the chiefs defense has stunk against everybody so they hold somebody to 13 and they don't score in the second half like i, I that's that's baby steps that you gotta take but my issue is fellas the thing that they talked about they were focusing on the thing Patrick Mahomes in the in the week talked about, we're focused on we gotta cut down on these turnovers. I'm not blaming the turnovers or anybody. We've got to cut down on turnovers and the mistakes. We gotta they got three damn turnovers in the first half. And very much like they have had. Ty, Tyreek Hill did exactly what he did last week. Just luckily this time it wasn't for a pick six. It was just stopping them in the red zone again. A ball going through his hands that led to an interception. And then I didn't think Patrick Mahomes could throw a worse interception than he has thrown many times this year until he arrived late in the second quarter like he was drunk. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I know he is sponsored by Coors Light, but it looked like he had had 16 Coors Light on a on a boat trip, and he just went out there and snapped the ball and just said, "Here, have at it, folks." And and they turn it over three times, and Hardman turns the ball over again, and they're sitting there trailing at the half to the Washington football teams, who's not a good football team, and they're in a dogfight in the third quarter. And I'm like, God, man, I understand what they did in the second half, and they look closer like the guys, but they came in focused on not turning the ball over, and yet they turn the ball over another three times. 14 turnovers on the season by far leads the league. They passed Jacksonville in that category. And I mean, I'm still disappointed in this team, BK. I'm still disappointed. I'm still in that in that space because they won the game and the, the final score looks like they won it handily, which they did. But that team shouldn't be playing with you in any kind of half, and they allowed them to. Yeah, I get completely why any Chiefs fan would still be pessimistic coming off of that one because the thing that they said they were going to clean up, they didn't clean up. I mean, you look at what they did in the first half, and they came out with – what appeared to be almost a perfect drive. 10 plays, 95 yards, took off almost five minutes off the clock. It was beautiful. It was everything you could have asked for as a Chiefs fan. But then, interception, field goal, punt, fumble, interception. And that's the way you finish the half. It's like, man, 
this is not the team that we all expected to watch. I mean, I was texting some buddies asking, like, is this it? Are, are we watching? Like, at halftime, it was everything's up in the air, right? Is is this the end of this version of the Chiefs? Are we going to see something different next year? Are there going to be real changes that are made? And I think those oh, are you, real. Yo, you moved to next year. You <laughs> you moved to change it I, to next year. I, I mean, if they started the year two and four with a loss against Washington, everything was up in the air. Like, the, at that point, the offense looked broken. Like, completely broken. Yes. And so I, th- I think fair questions were going to be asked if that game continued in that trajectory, but it didn't. And that's where I find this one to be so interesting because in the second half after their first drive, which stunk, touchdown, 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 turnover on downs, which basically took off the, the rest of the clock. Yeah, man, I was sitting there when they conceded on the third and 22 and just went with that draw. I said, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, they're, this, they're, they're in a real dog fight in this game. I mean, it was over. Like that, they—that was the offense that we all expected to see. Ten plays, sixty-eight yards. Eight plays, forty-five yards. Fifteen plays, ninety-five yards. I mean, they couldn't be stopped. The offense looked like everything we were hoping, and that everything that Ron said we would see this year, where it was just scorched earth. And yep. now you look up at some of the numbers, and I know a lot of people have cited these, but if you're looking at points per drive so far this season, which is, in my opinion, the best way to look at um like the actual points per game types of metrics chiefs are number one and it ain't close the difference between them and the number two team which is the bills is the same as the difference between the number two team in the league the bills and the number six team in the league which is the bucks they are far and away the best team when it comes to points per drive right now and they're among the best since the 07 patriots like it's the patriots and then it's the 2021 chiefs this is the best version of the chiefs so far they just have a turnover problem if they can correct that, and even this week, they turned it over twice in the red zone, they should have scored at least six more points at a minimum, probably 14 against that defense. So I say all of that to say this. Whatever your priors were going into that game, however you felt about the Chiefs prior to Sunday, you should yeah. probably feel the same way today. So if you were optimistic going into that one, you should remain optimistic because they gave you every reason to be so in that second half. If you were pessimistic going into that one, I understand why you would continue to be so after they looked the way they did in the first half. You saw everything you needed to confirm, however you believed in the Chiefs prior to Sunday. I just look at it, and, and sort of, I look at it, and I'm like, are they able to win that game against a good team? Like, if they were playing a good football team with the errors they were making in that first half, are they able to still win that game? They could do it against Taylor Henneke and Washington. But, like, I mean, will they do that? To the Titans, like they play Sunday, who lost to the Jets. But I mean, can they could they do that against the Bills? Could they do that against the Chargers? Like I, I just I I watched that game, judging it of can they get wins against good teams playing like this? And I feel yeah. like no. Well, yeah, and I think that's that's the way everybody feels. Like I, I agree with what BK was saying in that regard because. If you watch football week in and week out and you watch that Chiefs first half and then you watch the second half, like, yes, that second half, you're totally optimistic about everything that they accomplished. And when that offense does not turn the football over, they look pretty unstoppable. And the turnovers, have that's just how bad the turnovers have been this season. They've been atrocious. And that first half interception, the second one from Mahomes, 
I thought that was rock bottom. I was like, they don't look like a better football team than Washington in the first half of this game. And then you saw what they can do. Now, I'm actually kind of excited that Tennessee is coming off of this huge win over the Buffalo Bills. They're four and two, and they look like they turned things around. This is a team that lost to the Jets a few weeks ago because we were looking at this three game stretch with the Chiefs as these next three all wins. They're going to be five and three. Ship's going to be righted, and we're going to be able to bank on them like, okay, now we're, we feel more confident in how they perform. Now, this is a legitimate test now. A couple weeks ago, we didn't think that. We thought this Tennessee team wasn't very good, and now they're sitting at 4-2, and two, and they just beat the team that totally dominated you on Sunday night football. So this is a test game where the Chiefs have to show up, and we'll see if what we saw in the second half from the defense was actually real. But this Titans defense isn't particularly good, so as long as the Chiefs don't turn the football over, I don't think Tennessee can score with them. So it that it's really... Fixing it, the defense will, you know, be the defense, I guess. But fixing it really comes down to just not turning the football over. And I think this thing looks completely different. It's amazing, Ron, man. It, the only thing that stops the Chiefs so far is them. I mean, I, I looked this up. They had two red zone turnovers this week. They had two red zone turnovers against Buffalo. They had two turnovers it's inside of the Chargers 35. Another turnover inside of the Baltimore 35. I mean, that's seven turnovers inside of their opponent's 35 yard line. Those are but points at a minimum. Asking, you just gave up 21 points right there, but we're asking every week if they can just clean that up, well, maybe they don't clean <laughs> that up. If we're, I mean, if we're asking that every week, like the second half was amazing. The second half made me want to go make love to my wife afterwards. Unfortunately, the first half, so maybe, uh, maybe, but it was that fun to watch. Unfortunately, the first half made me want to go do crack with Adam Gase. Like it was that. It was it was just awful. <laughs> I mean, it was awful. Sorry, Adam, but I mean, come on, I, that that wasn't just your normal day uh, in that press conference. But I, like it was that it was that bad. So I, I mean, they've got to like they've got like to me. I'm thinking to myself, if we move it to this game. They make those errors in the first half. We got to sit here and expect this defense to come to it again and stop Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown. We got, I mean, again, again, we got to come in. All right, we're down. Instead of down being 13 to 10, your ass may be down 24, 28 to 10. Coming out in the second half, you go and do what you did, have another mistake of, a, of, of some sort of a penalty that sets you back, and now it's third and 22, and you gave up the ball at the first half, and you got to try to have this defense come out and stop those guys. No. Y'all can't put like it just I watch it. I'm like, this is going to go. This will go completely different. We watched it last week when they did those things. They absolutely got boat raced at home by a good team in Buffalo. And um, so the second half, you hope they can build off of it, especially the defense. The defense shut anybody out for a half. Come on now. I, I got to give them credit. You just hope they're building off of that. I'm with you. Um, it. It is funny, though, because you say we say this every week, but we say it because it's true. Like, if they they don't have to eliminate the turnovers. I'm not even saying get rid of them completely. I'm telling if you, you. If you can just limit it to one, just limit I, it to one a week. That's all you got to do, and you're that's fine. That's what I asked for yesterday. I, uh, last week, I said, just, all right, let's just do it. This is a team in Washington. You you, you said it, stat boy. You said it, BK. 
You said the Washington football teams, they don't cause turnovers. No. <laughs> They're one of the worst teams in the league in terms of forcing turnovers. And yet them jokers gave up the ball three times. <laughs> and one time, and really only one of them, you could say the McCole Hardman fumble was one that they came and somebody hit him and forced it. The other one was them doing it to themselves, but it's not a one-time thing. They keep the doing side, it to themselves. <laughs> they, Tennessee, I'll go ahead and say it one more time. Uh, Tennessee also doesn't force turnovers. I know it. That doesn't <laughs> matter McNary, to the Chiefs. not very good. It They've got Kevin Byard and then the a bunch Chiefs. of crap back there. Like, it's it really bad. It does not matter to the Chiefs, but Pat says – I'll see your you don't force turnovers <laughs> to let me just so, wing it. So, but I think that that stuff, like the bad turnovers from Pat, you know, the, the fluky stuff going through Tyreek Hill's hands or whatever, obviously that's got to be corrected. And I think right, Tyreek Hill. happened three times. Was, so we're still fluky. Yeah. And I, I hope that he gets that <laughs> figured out. But the poor decisions from Pat, I just think some of that stuff is like, it's just the past catching up to you a little bit with the chiefs have had penalty problems. They've had game management problems. They've had all this stuff before, but they always compensated and covered it up. And this season they're not covering it up. And so those flaws are just jumping out. And so before where we applauded Mahomes for all of the risks he took, those things just aren't hitting as much this season. And they probably will start hitting again at some point. He's just got to stop throwing interceptions when he's getting tackled and halfway to the ground. Yeah, but that's going to say that's not something he did before. He wasn't consistently getting tackled and drunk uh -huh. to the ground and just firing the ball up in the air. And that I'm Super Bowl sorry. against Tampa Bay, he was. Uh, well, uh, that's just that, that may have been the start of it. I'm talking about from the the Patrick Mahomes we've watched that those plays we haven't been seeing. That interception he threw at the end of the game against the Chargers where he just threw a fly ball over Kelsey's head with the, with just over two minutes with the game tied, he wasn't making those type of mistakes. Like, he wasn't doing that. And I, I hope they're flukes. They just happen a bunch of times. So at that point, I stopped referring to them as flukes and as, hey, dog, <laughs> you're not in Lubbock. <laughs> like, this, this ain't Texas Tech no more. And you're like you're the best in the game. You gotta you gotta slow down, man. And and I mean, I'll say it again, like I've said previous weeks. I think they can do it. I just want them to stop doing it. It, just, it reminds me. So, I, Ron, I know for for years the comp for the Chiefs' offense has been the Golden State Warriors, right? And yes. so, if you're a basketball fan, uh, if you're not, bear with me here, but. If you're a basketball fan, you've heard it over the years, especially when the Warriors were at their peak, when they were really the, the Warriors that we knew then with KD and with Steph and Clay and Draymond, that that version of the Warriors. The big That's question was you bitch. Uh, yeah. The big question was, are they too careless with the basketball? <laughs> like, are are they just gonna be out here every every game being yes. too careless? And is this going to be something that comes back to haunt them in the playoffs, right? especially in the regular season, you would see Steph out here doing some wild stuff where it's like, yo, this is going to come back to bite you. Like you're just too careless. You you don't value the possessions as much as you should. And it never seemed to come back to haunt them. And it really didn't come back to haunt them. And I do wonder if there's some of that with the chiefs 
where right now Mahomes, you mentioned Lubbock, and that's what kind of brought this to mind. I think one of his biggest issues when he was in college was he just didn't value possessions enough because he Mm. got a million of them because his defense was terrible. And so they would get like 10 first half possessions and then 10 second half possessions. And if he threw an interception, whatever, that's no biggie. I can get it back here in like 30 seconds because my defense is not going to be able to get a stop. So I do think there's some of that where this year he's reverted back to some of those tendencies. And we hadn't seen that the first few years of his career. And that's, that is something that he does need to eliminate, especially, I mean, the low point of that game was him basically being on the ground and to nobody in particular, just throwing the ball up. That was Josh Allen. That, That was what Josh Allen would do in that spot. And Mahomes just can't have that. That was worse than Josh Allen. That was, that was, I think I've seen that, Josh Allen make that play. <laughs> uh, that was that was just that was. I think you might have made that play in the playoffs last year, actually. That was, that was just absolutely yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> that that was ridiculous, and uh, it slowed down for the Warriors when Clay Thompson got injured, and they didn't have enough to make that up. Well, the the, the Chiefs don't have anybody injured. Like I mean, like I, I mean, of the especially offensively of the guys that they need, like they've got their guys, and Man. they're still doing it. Tyreek's a little backed up. Tyreek's on the field. Okay, Clay Thompson had ruptured Achilles and torn ACL. He's not available. <laughs> Tyreek is you. Oh, he's a little injured. Except he's going for nearly two hundred uh, against the Eagles. And, and and he caught how many touchdowns did he catch last week? Was it just one? One. Uh, it's just one. one. He should should have had two. He did leave that game for like half a quarter. I mean, I'm just like he he's not. He's still playing and being effective. Like, come on now. This isn't like this isn't like Clay's out. Good God Almighty! Just get it together, God dog. Can we do it? What, what are you saying? Let's do that again. Can they limit it to two turnovers? Because I maybe I was being too greedy with bringing them all the way down from four to one. Not can against they, this teammate. You got to have one against against the Giants. You could get away with two, and you could still win that one. This one, I think you need to keep it down to one. I don't know that you can yeah. beat the Titans if you if you give the ball up willingly yeah, twice. Not. I'm not gonna be greedy. Two, I take two. I take two right now because the clip they're on, it's just, it's just one of the most amazing think, things I've just ever. Just don't seen. throw an interception. If you get a fumble, you can live with that. Oh, we'll see. Let's see what kind of gloves Tyreek's gonna wear on Sunday. All right, uh, we do this uh, every week. Uh, when the Chiefs have the ball, the important things that we need to look for when the Chiefs have the ball. And I don't know about you, BK and, and Serta, but the first thing to me is, listen, I, I really love the improvement that you're seeing from the others. We hear that in basketball a lot. Like, hey, the stars and the others. Well, the Chiefs, the others are their receiving threats, right? And we talk about that a lot because teams are trying to, to do whatever they can to limit. They're not taking them away because they're still balling out but to limit Tyreek Hill and to limit Travis Kelsey. And we've talked about it. They've got to have other guys step up. All right. And this week against Washington, you really saw that come about in a really good way. McCole Hardman, team McCole right here, 62 yards, had a big play as well over the top. He had the fumble when he ran the ball for six yards. But 62 yards from him, Byron Pringle chips in with 55 yards, and then – uh, Demarcus Robinson has 46 yards and a touch. Like you get that from those three type of guy, those three guys. Even the running backs got into it a little bit. Daryl Williams had a couple of receptions, but those guys surrounding them 
if you can get that type of production and they can continue with that, and this is this is McCole Hardman two straight games. He led the team in receiving yards, uh, receivers in receiving yards against Buffalo, even though that was just a shellacking. But you'd like to see that production, and they're going to need that moving forward because I'm sure that the Titans are going to come with that same type of game type of game plan to try to allow those guys to beat them. And they got to be able to do that. 62 yards, 55 yards, 46 yards from three different receivers. That is that is that is going to help. And it showed they took advantage of, of the coverage that Washington was putting on them. That was one of the best games of McCole Hardman's career. I know the numbers don't jump off the screen the way that it has in a couple of others, but his play that he made down the sideline, that's the best Touched play of his career. I, I mean, it was it was amazing. Touched and that's really good. He was efficient in that game. He caught four of the five targets. Byron Pringle, also efficient, finished the game with about 18 yards per attempt going to him. Demarcus Robinson, credit where it's due. He was efficient with his targets as well, about seven and a half yards per attempt. So all of the other guys, as you called them, um, they, they looked good in that game. And they need more of that, especially because I know you you kind of poo-pooed this. I agree with Serta. Uh, he's a very smart man. Tyreek Hill is definitely hurt right now. And when he is not at 100%, they need McCall Hardman to be able to go in there and take some snaps from him because Tyreek was on the sideline for a lot longer. And this has been a few weeks now that this has been the case. He was on the sidelines more than you would want him to be. And if they can get, you know, 50% of Tyreek, 60% of Tyreek out of McCall, that's going to take them a long way because they can't go without that speed being on the field. No, yeah, and, and, and I know you talked about it. McCole actually probably his skill set probably fits a little bit better if he's playing in that role at yep. times, uh, and and he has the ability to try to to get more big plays. I I, I got I still and I know I just gotta suck it suck this in. I still get annoyed with some of the routes they run him with, like just some things that just I just I'm just like they're just they're just a waste with him they're just a just a waste like well every one of these five these two yard drag routes across the field and then but uh, but whatever they're, i mean they're gonna do what they do with him but uh but no i i i think that's very very important in this game because even more in this game fellas like these corners that the the, the titans have are i mean they're nfl players but i mean trash bad is bad bad, bad 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 Let's try that word, bad. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They're just garbage. They're trash. Uh, they're, they're, they're horrible. And if they, if they, if we start to see Demarcus Robinson, and we saw him do it last week, and Byron Pringle, and uh, and 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 McCole Hardman, and I guess does Josh Gordon play? And Josh Gordon, like Kinda. they got it. Like any of those guys start getting singled up against some of those third cornerbacks out there like Demarcus Robinson did when he got singled up for that touchdown uh, the corner they get singled up with their second and third corners like those guys should be able to win those battles one-on-one especially if they are bracketing and, and, and putting so many eyes towards 87 and 10 and in this game they should re- really be able to win those battles maybe against Baltimore they've got better corners and things of that nature they should be able to win these battles and 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 I think this is a a bit should be potentially a big games for those guys if the Titans play their defense the way that other teams have against the Chiefs. I'm, yeah, I'm they, calling. They have- I'm calling a long McCall touchdown in this game. 
Okay. Gonna finally break one. I'm fluttering. My heart's fluttering when I hear you say that. They have one corner on their roster, or one defensive back, rather. They have zero corners. If if I hear Brian Greasy call him Jack Rabbit Jenkins one more time, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. Why is he doing that? I noticed he was it's doing on that. the roster. He apparently That's changed like, his like, name on the roster, so yeah, they call him Jack Rabbit. So he wants me. Well, that's always been his nickname, but I was like, I didn't know. Like, I've never heard anybody on the broadcast just call him that for an entire game. Listen, guys, Brian Greasy's going through a lot here. (laughs) Brian's going through a lot here. They're trying to get rid of them. They're openly playing Peyton (laughs) and Eli just right up against them as they're doing their broadcast, knowing that they got no chance against those two guys just talking BS. All right? He's going through a lot. Let Let him call that man Jack Rabbit. Did you hear? Did you hear Greasy say he was gonna chain that other dude up on the broadcast? <laughs> what? Who? I don't even remember what they were saying. It was they showed some Halloween picture or something, and it was like some guy wearing chains, and Greasy out of nowhere was just like, "I'd like to chain yeah. you up." He's trying to be edgy. Yeah, Brian's trying to be edgy here, man. He's a Rose Bowl champion. All right, let him have it, man. He's trying to be a little edgy here. So but the no, reason yeah. that I brought up Jackrabbit is because he's one of their starting corners, apparently. Uh, yeah, and he's not very terrible. good. And he's also, uh, he, he got toasted uh, a few times. And that's been happening all season long. They've got Kevin Byard, who's a legitimately really good safety. And he's all over the place. And they'll play him everywhere. And he's the guy you got to watch out for. Like, if they get a, if they get a takeaway in this game, it's going to be either Kevin Byard made an incredible play or their pass rush got to Mahomes and then he made a terrible play. So it'll be one of those two things that took place on that. But the Chiefs receivers should have a massive, massive day against the Titans defensive backs. To put it in context, Ron, this defense is basically the exact same against the pass as what we saw last week with Washington. This is one of the worst defenses that we'll see all year long. So they, this this passing game should have a big, big day. Yeah, and, and and while you're at it, you're saying the ways that they could hurt the Chiefs is is buyers at, at safety, but then also the pass rush, and there's certain type of skill sets that can make Chiefs fans nervous about their tackles, and Orlando Brown, and now it's it's Mike Rimmers who got in the game, and, and i got to be honest, and i got to admit, Mike Mike Rimmers played pretty well. It uh, and, and played pretty well against that Washington front. i got to give him credit. Um, I would not vomit uh, if he played again or he started again, and I probably expect that he will. But uh, I don't know about you, BK. The skill set of the defensive line, in particular the outside guys, for the Titans – they present problems that generally has gotten Mike Rimmers in trouble and Orlando Brown in trouble. This is actually a pretty good defensive front in terms of the pass rush. In the past, it's been terrible. They've put a lot of resources towards it, and now it's it's pretty solid. And specifically to what you're talking about, Bud Dupree and Harold Landry win with speed. They're kind of one-trick ponies. They don't have a whole lot else that they do well, but – If they're going to beat you, it's going to be with speed. And the Chiefs' offensive tackles, the thing they struggle with the most is speed coming off of the edges. Now, it's a little better with Rimmers out there as opposed to Lucas Niang. And if you listen to this show, you knew that it was a possibility that Lucas Niang was going to get replaced. I thought it would be Kyle Long. I thought they would wait until he was back to be able to do that. 
but it made sense for them to go to Rimmers. He's just better right now. I think Lucas Niang's going to be a part of their future, but right now they're better with one of those other two guys, the veterans being That's in fair. there. And Mahomes was a lot more comfortable as a result. Um, but this front can give them some issues. And that is the really defensively for, for the Titans. It's the only thing that worries me is what their defensive line and specifically their edge rushers are going to do against the tackles. Everything else is, is pretty bad, man. But that's the one thing that they do have that could be going for them. Yeah, Bud Dupree, and they'll switch him up. They'll bring him on on either side and Harold Landry. They they are they are the problems. And I and I think and I'll say like I did last week, don't be afraid to help those guys, right? When you like uh, like five five man protection, I know Andy loves to do it. Five man protection, just like let's be smart about that. Especially if you start to see Mike Rimmers or Orlando Brown slow, you know, start getting beat around the corner. You got to help them dudes out. So that that is a very very big key because if he has time, he's gonna pick these cats apart, and it, and he don't need seven seconds. Like the Chiefs guys should be able to create separation rather quickly against this secondary. And if he has time, he'll eat them up. The only thing you would think that would stop him is, is that pass rush. My other point here, fellas, is when the Chiefs have the ball, is this feels like to me a week that they're going to help their defense. they got to help their defense. I'm not convinced that – and I, I'm very impressed with the last six quarters that we've seen of this Chiefs defense – but I'm not completely convinced that they've turned the corner and that they can't revert themselves back to the previous defense that we've seen before get torched uh, by good by good offenses. And this is a good offense that has weapons. Um, and I think they got to help them. And to me, the way you can help them is I think touchdowns are a really, really big deal uh, in this game. Being able to put as many points on the board to try to stretch this thing to a place where they have to at least start to think about, God, man, do we use Derrick Henry? Like, do we do we got to stop using Derrick Henry? Do we got to start to maybe throw the ball to keep up? Because the Chiefs are scoring at a rate that we got to try to stay in the game, and we can't afford to maybe run the ball as much. The best the best thing for the Chiefs is that their offense they can help make this a Ryan Tannehill game and not a Derrick Henry game. And I believe the offense can help it by scoring big points. Yeah, this is this is all about scoring touchdowns, not field goals in the red zone. And for the most part yep. this year, the Chiefs and have not been turning pretty, it over. That too. Uh, the Chiefs have been pretty good at this uh, so far this year. They're top six in the NFL when it comes to red zone touchdown percentage. But yeah, you mentioned it. They had two red zone turnovers last week. They had two the week before that. They had two inside the 35 against the Chargers, as we mentioned earlier. You got to clean that up. That can't be happening in this game. So you got to limit the turnovers overall. You've got to avoid them entirely in the red zone. Once you get down there, you got to be scoring touchdowns. Against yes. this team, the Titans are going to score points against your defense. That's going to happen. You're not going to yep. be able to completely stop them. You're going to need to score 35 or so to be able to win this one. You got to do that with touchdowns, not field goals. No, I, I completely agree. And that way you help your defense. And we've watched them do that. Every time they play Baltimore, except for this year, which they had it set up, but they would score so much that the the Ravens had to had to abort what it is that they want to do. And this happened when the Chiefs played the Titans in the AFC Championship game. 
Derrick Henry was absolutely killing them in the first half, and they were able to control the pace of the game and do all that. And then at some point late, late in the first half and into that early portion of the, the second half, the Chiefs spread the lead out to a point where Derrick Henry touched the ball one time on a screen pass in the second half because they felt like they had to try to keep up. And that, and that is a major way that they can help this defense. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, when the uh, when the Titans have the ball, uh, uh, I think I think the big thing for the Chiefs defense this week is Chris Jones is back. Chris Jones is potentially going to be back from this wrist situation that he had, and I think that's a big deal for this team because I think he is the most important player on their defense. I think Tyron Matthew is a huge, huge leader and a huge player on this defense, and I know you said it in a tweet. Uh, BK, he played his ass off against Washington. Uh, but I still think because of what impact in terms of rushing the passer Chris Jones has, he is still the most important player on this defense. And to get him back in this game, uh, that's that's got to be the number one storyline for when the Titans have the ball. It's huge. I am very curious to see how they use him. There have been some whispers that maybe yep. they're going to kick him back inside and not use him outside in this one. I feel makes, better about that. It makes some sense in terms of the way that he's played so far this year. And if you remember, before 2021, before this experiment with him outside, the last time that we had seen him out there was against the Titans in the 2019 game where – Derrick Henry just ran all over the Chiefs. And part of it was because they were just going at Chris Jones in the running game because he had no idea what his uh, what his yeah. assignments were going to be in that one. And that was like a one-week, hey, Chris, we're super light at defensive end. Can you go out there for us? So it, it made some sense, and it, it wasn't particularly surprising that he got destroyed in that game in the running game. That, that was just uh, an unfortunate thing. I'm curious to see how they use him. Because if ever there was a week to put him outside in pass rush situations, this would be the one because the Titans are really light at tackle right now. Taylor Luan is in the concussion protocol. Yeah. Uh, their tackles are the weakness right now of their offensive line. If he is your best pass rusher, and I agree with you that he is, that's where I would want him. I would want him lining up outside 
If you want to put him on the interior on early downs, I get that. But this week, I would still probably be kicking him out. Really? I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. That's where they're, they're weak. But I, I feel like, to, to me, this is where he needs to be uh, on the inside. And, and he needs to be there moving forward. And I think they did misjudge probably needing to get somebody uh, on the outside that, that, that they didn't feel like they had to have him out there. But I think at this point, you got to try to put him at the best position that he is. And I think for him, it is from the inside. He's not a defensive end, in my opinion. And I think if you put him on the outside, Tennessee is going to say, okay, we remember what that game was BK's talking about in 19. Let's just keep doing that. We watched him against the the Ravens absolutely seemed like he was clueless on what to do because they're 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 going to do a lot of the zone read stuff with with Tannehill as well. Not I mean he's not Lamar, but they're going to mess with him and, and and put him in situations where uh, they they make him have to make a decision. And so I, I like to me I think he belongs on the inside, and I think that's where he needs to go moving forward. And I think they need to go ahead and start that that I, uh, that right now. I actually th- agree with you on that. Like what? And and it's because you know, listen, outside of the first week of the season where I think he had two sacks and maybe it is all just about the injury, like I just haven't seen Chris Jones look like the Chris Jones that I'm right. used to seeing and that matters for this defensive line, especially when you've got the corpse of Frank Clark trotting out there every single week. Mike Dana, thankfully, is doing something for you and and showing some life. So I'd like to see him just on the inside again and see him like where he's natural and where he's comfortable. And if he is healthy and he's going to play and be 100%, then, okay, let's go see Chris Jones, the game wrecker again and see what he's got this weekend. Does Frank have anything left? Is that just over? Nah, I, I, I think it's over. He'll, he'll, he'll get cut, and then he'll get picked up by somebody next year. God, for man. It's, it, 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 it is hard to watch, man. Like it He's is on one hard. leg right now. Let, let's let's wait six weeks. Well, maybe he should just sit down for the Come playoff weeks. time. Frank will have two sacks again. Everybody will be like, all right, bring him back. The Shark. No, they won't. No, they won't. I don't think they're gonna bring the shark back. Twenty-six million dollars all spent. The shark, baby. The shark, baby. No. Um, uh, another thing to me, when the when the Titans had the ball, uh, is they got to keep old uh, old Steve Spagnola his blind spot. They got to keep him the limited action, and I believe his blind spot is Dan Sorensen. Uh, listen, I, I don't believe I heard him say this week that they had to he had to have a conversation with old Dan say, man, we're going to sit you down. I don't believe that 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 was Steve who who started that. I don't believe that Steve had that epiphany last week that, oh, but we got to stop playing Dan so much. It's a blind spot. It, it, he loves Dan. He is seeing other things than what's actually happening. I'm, I believe this in my heart. In my heart of gold, I believe that Steve Spagnola is watching something differently when Dan's out there than the rest of us. I don't think Steve sees the missed tackles that we're watching. I don't think Steve sees him getting beat like he stole something by every tight end in America. I don't think Steve sees it. I think somebody else had to step in and say, 
hey, boss, we're going to have to go in another direction. And uh, and if you ain't going to make the decision, I'm going to make it. Really? Yeah. I, I believe I believe Big Red came over with a whole bunch of cinnamon-flavored red Big Red bubble gum, and that's all you could smell when he was over there. And he said, uh, Steve, I got no problem letting Matt House take over these calls defensively if you can't get this together. We're going to have to do something. And, and, and I think that's a big point in this game because – I mean, they would be salivating if 49 was in the secondary. And they've got to let Agnola's blind spot, just limited action. Let him play outside Why? linebacker. That's what he is. Why do you have Andy Reid as a big red chewer? Why is, why is that where you go? It just uh, went along think, with the big red nickname. They don't call him big red for nothing. Um, I mean, he, yeah. he looks like he what, he doesn't look like he drinks or he chews winter fresh. He looks like he chews. Uh, I think he's. Uh, I think he's like a, a fruity guy. Trident, like uh, the orange. I love a good orange. Yeah, trident. yeah, something no. like that. It's like yeah, sugar free but still There's fruity. No chance. no chance. He's old school. <laughs> he's big red, big red, old school. Like I think he embraced it. All right, if they're gonna call me big red, I got to start chewing big red bubblegum. <laughs> he he's leaning into it now. He's leaning That's into just it. It's a part yeah. of a, his persona. No, no, seriously, Dan, Dan can't – like, Dan's got to – like, he was playing 100% of the snaps. What percentage of the snaps should Dan be playing? Uh, when he was at last last week, 30. I think he was 25, 30. Yeah. yeah, that feels right. Yeah, like 22 to 27% of the snaps. Yeah. He, he can be in on third down for the big nickel, where it's Ooh. like, hey, Dan, go, go, go in there and you can, you know, do your thing at linebacker. And it'll be you and Willie Gay out there, and it'll be great. He's an upgrade at linebacker on like those third down plays over Ben Neiman. So yeah. if you're telling me, hey, would you rather have Ben Neiman or Dan Sorensen in on those plays? I'll take Dan. That's fine. Yeah, that that'll work. I just don't want him playing safety over Juan Thornhill. This was to me, Ron, a situation where it's like you, you're 16 again, right? Oh, God. You're going back yeah. to Blue Springs. And That's you've right. got a – it's your first car. Your parents got it for you. It was great. Yeah. You were so Geo excited. Tracker. And it shows up, and, and your dad's like, hey, we got to rebuild this car. And it got nothing to it right now. doesn't have an engine, no uh, sound system. The windows don't even go up and down right now. Like, it, it is a, a beat-up Beamer. Mm. But it's going to be great once we are able to build this thing back up. That's, That's right. what the Chiefs' defense has been for the first – five six weeks of the season and last week they put an engine in it that was this was the first thing that you got to do at least now they have an engine and what they had to do was get dan out of the lineup this is the easiest way to upgrade and you put Juan thornhill out there you know what you get by putting Juan thornhill out there more speed and athleticism on the back end you know what else you get ron you get tyron matthew back because tyron has not been himself for the first five weeks of the year because he's having to play two positions He's got a cover for Dan deep, and he's trying to play up near the line of scrimmage. At least when Juan's out there, he can play deep, and now you get the, the good version of Tyron Matthew back into the game. So you upgraded two spots, really, by putting Juan Thornhill out there. It was a long overdue decision. Juan played 100% of the snaps last week. Dan was right around 30. That's what it should be moving forward. Yeah, I think you're giving uh, Juan a little too much. I mean, he's a transmission. Like he put in the transmission. He's not the engine. 
All right. I mean, he's not. Engine's a little strong here. I mean, I I think you're adding. You're potentially adding your engine with Chris Jones this week. Uh, But yeah, he's he's a transmission, a clutch on a stick shift. That's uh, yeah. Let's not get away from Juan here. Let's not that. Let's let that get us away from it. But yeah, I mean, not a big car guy, Ron. Yeah, yeah. He's a train. I'm not either. But I know that. I know he ain't no damn engine. He's not what makes the whole thing go. But yeah, but I mean, the car doesn't run without the transmission. And it, if it took him this long to decide to realize, oh, Juan Thornhill's the guy that can help us turn this thing around, then something's wrong with Spags. Yeah, yeah. Right now, just uh, I mean, Dan, like Dan's, Dan is, uh, like a left side mirror, right? Like I mean, <laughs> and, and you've been you've been playing him like he's a transmission. Dan's so a seat cover. Damn, man. Come on, man. He's more than a seat cover. He's an man, accessory. You don't even he, have to have that. He's, like, <laughs> exactly. He's, exactly. He, he's a he's a seat warmer. Like, he comes yeah. in clutch when he's you not, need him. So he's not and a, he, he's, can, he, he can so get he's only in new cars? Him. He's only in new cars? I mean, he's, uh, he's, yeah. he's, the, he's the right he's the right side mirror. Like you don't really. I mean, you can go without it. I mean, but you'd like to have it. You'd like to. You'd like to have some impact. I feel like it. he's, you know, the rear view camera that all the new cars have now. I feel like Dan's that, where it comes in clutch sometimes because Dan's made some big plays, right. man. I like that. He's made some big plays, and there were That's moments good. where it's like, man, without this, I'd be in trouble right now. But you don't need it every time. Like the reality no. is, it's just not necessary to use when you're backing up most of the time. But yeah, there you are sometimes when it comes in in a big way. Yeah, you can drive a, a, a Festiva, a Ford Festiva without it. Like, you can yeah. still, you're a Cavalier, you can still go with I that. I have right. one, and I don't even use it, which is what the Chief should have been doing. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is terrible, man. Come on, Dan. Dan, Dan's a seatbelt. No, he's not that valuable. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Long story yeah. short, Juan Thornhill, good to see you out there, buddy. Please continue, continue. And uh, Can I add one more wish, thing to this, Ron? Yes, but I, wish, I just want to say I wish I could have been there. When Steve Spagnola put his arms around Dan and said, "This is not my move. This is not my decision. I'm being forced to do this." If Daniel, me, he says, "Daniel, that's if, if it was me, Daniel, I want to ride this out. I want to ride this out because I believe. I believe." And I think he goes in to start singing, "I believe, Dan, that you can get out of this. I believe, Dan, that you can make it." I believe. And then Dan says, I understand. And Dan's still going to run through a wall for Steve. He's still going to do it. So I got no doubt Dan's going to do that. But I mean, it should have taken this long, Spags. I'm sorry. Yeah, it wasn't Spags. Go ahead. You got one thing to add to it? Yeah. So Rashad Fenton has been playing like 95% of the snaps the last two weeks. Can we just continue doing that? I know it's because Charverius He's really Ward. come along. He's good. Rashad Fenton is good. He's the most underrated member of the secondary. Every time he plays, he finds a way to make big plays. Like, I'm not positive how he does it because he's very slow. And he's not very big. <laughs> <laughs> but he is so good he's out Ronde there. Barber. I, he's Rondé Barber. He's been good. Whenever he's got extended playing time, he's just been solid. A great I celebrator afterwards. He's excellent. He's super competitive. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Is he's just like, he refuses to allow himself to lose these one-on-one matchups. He's got, a lot, wanna, of, he's got a lot of want to. 
and yeah. and, and that can go a long way. Like, he's like Draymond. Draymond can't can't move at all, and not just this year. When he came into the league, he couldn't move <laughs> or jump. He's like, six six, and he plays center. Yes, but he's got a whole lot of want to, and I and I and I, and I think that's what we're seeing from Rashad Fenton. His want to ability is sky high, and uh, and I think that's that that's that's more to it because I don't know if Mike Hughes has it. I, I think he's their second best corner right now, Rashad Fenton, and I would love to see him against Julio Jones in particular because. That's not, you'd love to see it, or you just... I mean, he's their best shot. I don't want to see okay, Mike Hughes okay. against him. At least Rashad Fenton, I know he's going to be physical. You. I know oh. he's going to push Julio Jones off of his spot. I know he's going to be physical at the line of scrimmage. He might lose. Like the, Chances are he'd probably get beat on a deep ball by Julio at some point in the game if he was lined up one-on-one all day long. That's all right. I know Mike Hughes is going to get beat on a deep ball against him, so at least I've got a shot to be able to make some negative plays with Rashad Fenton out there. I want to see more of that. I'd like to see what he looks like. And whenever they do get Rashad Fenton and Traverius Ward and Legereus Sneed out there, all three of them, I think that's your best trio moving forward in the in the three corner sets and the nickel. So that's what I'd like to see this week. I agree. The one thing that I want to get hit real quick with the Titans when they had the ball is, listen, I'm conceding that Derrick Henry is going to run rough shot on this, on this defense. Uh, it's going to happen. Uh, there's no – I'm not coming here. Boy, if they can stop – no, they're not going to. All right, it's what they do well. They want to do it. He is dominant. He is one of the best I've ever seen. I thought he was going to slow down two years ago when he's getting these Larry Johnson-type carries, but he continues to get better and continues to stay afloat and doesn't slow down. I've accepted he is going to get yards. The thing is, you can't let Ryan Tannehill go nuts too. And they've got receivers, and we're just talking about it. Like they can't have both. We can't. You can't have Derrick Henry rush for a buck fifty and Ryan Tannehill absolutely go insane for over three hundred. Well, that's what happened when they played them in Tennessee, the Super Bowl season in nineteen. Not only did Derrick Henry go nuts, also Derrick Henry went nuts. And I mean, I, I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill went nuts, and he went nuts with guys like Erickson as a receiver or something like that. He didn't have Julio Jones and and this version of A.J. Brown. So uh, they can't allow him to get off as well. They got to they gotta slow some part of that down, and I don't believe it's going to be Henry, so they cannot let Ryan Tannehill in the passing game go nuts. And you can't let Derrick Henry do what he did to you the last two times you played him in the regular season. I mean, he was dominant, man. 23 rushes, 156 yards in a touchdown, and 23 rushes, 188 yards in two touchdowns in the second meeting. You, Derrick Henry's going to get his. Don't let him do that. Don't let him average eight or nine yards per carry. If you can just limit him to like four or five, you, you probably got a good shot to win this game. Um, but you're right. You know what I'm most worried about from Ryan Tannehill in this one that was actually not the passing game? The legs? I'm terrified of Ryan Tannehill as a runner. Absolutely terrified, terrified of it. <laughs> Chiefs don't have any linebackers who can run with him. Like this might be a game where you see a little Dorian O'Daniel. I don't think they'll do it. I think they should, though. I, I wouldn't mind seeing in third down situations, put Dorian O'Daniel out there as a spy on Ryan Tannehill. They did it at times against Lamar. I don't remember if it was last year or two years ago. This is the type of game where it would make some sense actually to do that. They won't, but I would like to see it. 
I don't know. I would invite Ryan Tannehill running. Like I, I think if Ryan Tannehill is is running, uh, I mean, obviously if he's not rushing, you're not rushing for a hundred yards. But if he's pulling it down and running, I I feel better about that than him buying time and them having enough time or that run game is so much that they can use play action and get one on ones because you feel like you got to bring people in the box to stop Henry more then have Julio and AJ just one-on-one with some of those guys that, that makes me nervous, but uh, it'll, it'll, they've got a lot of weapons uh, and a lot of things, but still to me, the best way for the the chiefs to win is defensively to make this as much as they can a Ryan Tannehill game, as opposed to a Derrick Henry game. And that's gotta be the formula and that's all hands on deck. The D the offense being a part of this, doing that, and the defense being a part of this. All right, we gotta we gotta hit what we do. The game, the sexy game that is sweeping the nation. I can't wait for certified this one. or imposter, baby. You're certified, right? Let's get you certified. I'm an imposter. Certified or an imposter? Not real sweet, man. I think through this, uh, I put so much effort into the thought of this, and. Is this the week we do I'll Patrick Mahomes? I lead off here, and I I'm going Blake Bell here, the Bell Dozer, 81, what? Uh, solid tight end for this team. <laughs> when you lose Fortson and he goes down, they were really loving those double tight end sets. Blake Bell is somebody I'm looking at this week, and boy, that I think they're going to need him. Blake Bell, certified or imposter? Go ahead, He's sir. an imposter. What are you talking about? They're just not going to use not even, two tight ends. You're not thinking about it? He's going to have to come to the table <laughs> here. What? And they're going to use him for you. He's going to have to no. come. No, I'm not kidding you. I'll it's play around like, with it. <laughs> it's not like Andy had a new shiny toy in Jody Fortson. Uh, bless him. I hope he comes he, back he healthy. He, he, was was, he was doing fantastic things. But Jody Fortson's just nine feet tall, so they were just throwing him in the end zone and saying, lob it up to him. They Blake were loving Bell's it. He's had him in a couple of plays. Like Bell's not going to get more on the field because Jody Fortson's out there. If anything, I'd like to see Noah Gray get some more snaps. Well, they're just, well I was going to no, say just, Rock, Rocky that, that Balboa is not ready. Rocky Balboa is clearly not ready. That that part of the Chiefs the offense, pony. That part of the Chiefs' offense is just done for the season. Oh, you think he we're just shuts it gonna, down? We're just not going to see that anymore. We'll see it like occasionally. Sprinkle it in. It's for the most part, it's done for you, the year. You, you, did you just say you're on the fence here with Blake? I'm on here. I'm gonna. What did you? So you went imposter. All right. I'll, I'll go. I'll let. I want to hear your thoughts first. Certified what, or imposter, Blake? What Bill, is the other side of decision. the fence? No, go ahead. Let me hear it. I mean, I'm. I'm thinking here. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be forced and pressed into action, and he wants to do it. And can he's he? Can he feel it? He's got multiple. He has at least a touchdown this year. His Eight career one, high is 185 yards in a season. That's a new season. I, I can't believe he's got that <laughs> year. I can't even. In, what was that? <laughs> in his last four years, he has 260 yards. But he, he wasn't has, pressed into action like this. And Andy sees something. Now he wants to go these tight end sets. As I said, Rocky Balboa, a.k.a. Noah Gray, White Stallion, is not ready. 
Blake Bell, bam, certified imposter. Where you at, BK? Blake Bell's never going to be ready. The, the gentleman has zero career regular season touchdowns. I'm, I'm going to go ahead, and if we're putting him into this game, I'm going to go ahead and say imposter. Really? Did he not get one of those shovel passes? I thought he got one of them shovel passes into the end zone one time. I think I'm just, maybe I made that up in my head. I don't I know, man. It, was it a playoff game? It might have been. I, 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 I'm on the pitch. Here. It might have been like Nick Kaiser or something, or one of those other random. It was a playoff yeah. game. He had he had a touchdown against Houston. I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna big lean. Big game, Blake. Big big game, Blake. God, I mean, a former quarterback who can see things with Pat that others can't. Um, this is really the best guy you you thought of this week. I think so. I mean, I, I think he's going to be forced into action here. Daryl Williams, like last week, was forced into action. I called him uh, certified for what you need from him, and bam, look what he gave us last week. Certified <laughs> in the house with 3-1. I don't know what I just did there. Blake, but Next I get forced into action, and he's just not going to do that anymore. I don't believe that. I'm going to lean here towards imposter, but <laughs> I want to see what we get from 8-1 this week. Because who knows? Maybe he could be better than Fortson, and they really have something there. I, He's gonna I, get this like is gonna be a, This is gonna be a big watch. This is gonna be a big watch. I, I, I bet he, I bet he gets fifteen snaps this week. That's what he's <laughs> been getting. Yeah. What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? With that? He's a, he's gonna be a bear in the run game, and bam, touchdown, Blake, Blake Bell. Here we go. He got gonna, 17 that's... snaps last week. So he's going he down. Really. Oh, you, see, you see, because Fortson got hurt, he was running. He had 18 those... the week before that. <laughs> he was running those double tight end sets. Bam, here we go. There it yeah. is. In his four reward. straight weeks, he's gone down in his snap count. Four. Back to Listen, back to back man, to back. But he wasn't called into a new role in those weeks. This is the time. It's this not going to happen this week either. No, it is. I, listen, I, can, I, can't, I can't believe we're having a real conversation about Blake Bell on <laughs> well, this Arrowhead Pride podcast. We're in it. We're in it to win it. And I'm telling you, hey, you know, I don't mean to go here. I make it. Certified and postured my game. All right? Damn it. And and, and and Blake Bell's in it. All right? And you just, you watch. And you can come back here on your knees crawling to me and saying, boy, man, you, know, <laughs> you are on the money. 8-1, what a significant impact. And I've oh. got to come down and bow down to that guy is certified. Now, I'm going to say I'm leaning towards imposter once again. But i like to see what he does this week. Might have a little Fine, difference. I think, I think Garrick Dieter is certified then. If we're just, if we're just going to root for, for players who have no chance well, of doing anything. Well, just wait just, a, wait just a day a minute, Tyrone. I mean, he's got to get on the field. All right, he's got to be active. And 12 ain't active. So you could clean that up. All right, what do you? What do you <laughs> We're gonna get to uh, week what, seventeen. It's gonna be Armani Watts. God, he's still on this team. By the grace of God, he has still made this team. God, and he's got that good number two three. All right, what? Do you, how do you see this game turning out? Uh, 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 Serta, I'll let you jump in first since you skipped last week. How do you see this game turning out? Titans, Chiefs from Nashville. <laughs> Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I still think you just have to live with whatever you're going to give up to Derrick Henry. It's just a matter of if you can give up 140 yards to Derrick Henry and keep him from scoring three touchdowns, then I think you'll be fine. Like 
just keep him out of the end zone. Try to force the Titans into third down situations where they take him off the field sometimes and get him off the field as much as possible. I don't think their secondary is going to be able to slow the Chiefs passing game at all. So as long as they don't turn the football over, I think the Chiefs win this one 38 to 27. I'm not kidding when I say I think there's a real chance Derrick Henry sets the single game rushing record in this one. <laughs> it's 296 yards by Adrian Peterson. I, I think that's at least in play. Um, wow. I think this one's going to be a barn burner. I think this is like 41-38 Chiefs win on the road in Tennessee. I I don't know how you stop Derrick Henry. I saw earlier today somebody said there's no reason that Henry should be in the MVP conversation. That's absurd. Derrick Henry is the most dominant running back in terms of a pure runner that I've seen in 15 years at a minimum. He's unbelievable, and he's on pace to have one of the best running back seasons we've literally ever seen in the history of the game, and he's doing it in a game that is going away from running backs like him. He is maybe my favorite player to watch in the league right now because he's just so different from anything I've seen in the modern game. I can't wait to watch this one because it's going to be back and forth. I've got the Chiefs winning, but super close. Um, I think the Titans are a little better than people expected them to be, and Derrick Henry has just taken his game to yet another level. Uh, I'm a man of my word, and I'm a man of what I say. And what I've said is I need the Chiefs to give me a reason to change from the evidence I've watched. And they're playing another good team. They're playing a playoff level team and they're playing a team uh, on the road in Nashville, in Tennessee. And the chiefs, what they've shown me evidence wise this season is that they don't win these games. And until they show me something different, I will do exactly what I did when they play Buffalo. They make too many mistakes and errors to beat good teams. And in this game, until they show me that they can do that when they play good teams, I am going to pick against them because that's the evidence fairly they have shown me. So uh, you can shake your damn head all you want to, BK. Uh, It's the damn truth, okay? Uh, I think they're going to turn the ball over because it is what they do until they show me otherwise. And I think, as you said, they're going to have a problem stopping Derrick Henry throughout. And I think they're going to have a problem stopping A.J. Brown and also Julio Jones. I think this is 35-28. Tennessee, they win at home, 35-28. I would love to change the theory of when they play good teams, pick against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs need to give me an example and give me new evidence to do that. And the evidence they've given me, Against the Ravens, they make too many mistakes, they lose. Against the Chargers, at home, they make too many mistakes, they lose. Against uh, the uh, the Bills at home, they make too many mistakes, they lose. They had the grace of God come through to ha- allow them to beat the Cleveland Browns because of their stupid punter, all right? And outside of that, they would have lost that game too. So I got the Titans 35-28 at home, and the Chiefs will go under 500 again. Uh, until I see otherwise. Not to put a tamper on things. I had a lot of fun this week, fellas. I really did. Yeah, way I'm to sure bring I'm it pissing. down. I'm not bringing it down. Blake I'm... Bell and then come in here and tell us that the Chiefs but Blake stink. Bell, right. But I'm not saying the Chiefs stink. I'm just telling you what the Chiefs have done. Blake Bell, big game today, Blake. I know it is coming. 
All right, sir. What, what the hell else do, do do they do? People need to look out with Arrowhead Pride, the podcast channel coming up this week. Uh well, Bob. we do ask. <laughs> you you let me you let me talk after you ask me. I want to do it with you. I want to do it with you. <laughs> uh, we do ask that if you enjoy everything that we do on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, that you please subscribe, rate, and review. We're in the five star business, so five stars only, preferably, uh, especially wow. for this fine show uh and on sunday immediately following the chiefs and titans game you can hear me and pete sweeney on the arrowhead pride rapid reaction show we'll have the post game podcast but if you want to watch us live you can find us on youtube twitter or facebook at arrowhead pride hey fun times let's get this friday going right let's see what happens with the chiefs i hope you two are right and i hope uh, I'm wrong because I'm tired of watching the Chiefs just annoy the hell out of me, but I got a feeling I'm going to be right. All right. <laughs> that's show. That's BK. That's Serta. And yes, I spoke in third person with pure pride to that. We are out. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.